So we've done the why, we've done the who, where? Delicate, controversial. We'll get to this maybe at another, uh, uh, if you come back. Please come back. Uh, it's, it's not a holy huddle. We don't just, we're not just prophetic on a Sunday. We're not called to be a prophetic people in church, in Kingsway, at the small group. We're here to be a prophetic people. Let me read something, because I'm sorry to speak so long. I, I, just the way I am, I'm sorry. But uh, let, me get, let me read something. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Yeah. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14 says this. But thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumph. There's a good verse to hang your hat on, isn't it? Who always leads us in triumph. That's good. I feel, I feel, I could, I could, that's like a big leather seat to me. I'm just, yeah, I can get me bottom right in that. And my shoulders and just think, he always leads us in triumph. That'll do for me, cocker. As trophies of Christ's victory. And through us, through us, through the one, the everyone, the you one, through us, spreads and makes evident the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere. I love that. I just love that. Everywhere. 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 Woohoo! Are you a full-time Christian? You know Rob Pyatt? He's full-time. He gets paid. Yeah. Not enough, Rob. He's full-time. Just because he's paid doesn't mean... He's the only full-time. I get, I'm full-time. Are you full-time? I'm full-time. I don't switch off. I'm a Christian 24 hours a day. When we sing that chorus, every moment I'm awake, I always interject, and when I'm asleep. I always do. I want God to film me, speak to me, do the business, whatever he wants to do, every waking moment, and when I'm asleep as well. But it says here, he spreads and makes evident the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere, everywhere, in little. Because that's where we shop, we're cheapos. In Morrison's or Waitrose, wherever you shop. Or m and wherever, and there's, there's other supermarkets. <laughs> wherever you are, wherever you are, wherever you are, Wherever you are, he wants to spread the knowledge of himself in sweet fragrance. Amen. What does that look like? Listen, you know, I could dance at that. That's exciting, isn't it? That is thoroughly exciting. It's going to take cultivation. It's going to take cultivation. Honestly, there's no shortcuts. There is no easy roads. There is no shortcuts. There is no putting the money in the slot. Pulling the machine and expecting jackpot. It ain't going to happen. This is the beginning of a five-week sessions, but it's the beginning, in some senses, of God lighting the blue touch paper behind me so that I go off in a direction, a specific direction, for a specific purpose. Are you up for that? Seriously? Yes. You've written a contract there. This is covenant. Wow, that'll preach as well. This is covenant stuff. Is that serious? This is not signing on the register. I go to Kingsway. Charismatic church. Get in there. 
This is covenant stuff with Almighty God who has called us to demonstrate his life to a lost world 24 hours of every day. Are you up for it? Seriously? Good on you. (laughs) Always in every place. It is a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. It has to be a lifestyle. It can't be the switch at the back of the neck. This young man was just immature, and that's okay. But we're growing up to, to full stature and maturity of Christ. So it's not a switch anymore that can be on or off. It's on. I'm on. He's on. There's people going to hell. There's... Anyway. Woo! Always in every place. Verse 17 of the same chapter says, For we are not like so many. Hucksters making a trade, peddling God's word, shortchanging and adulterating the divine message, but like men of sincerity and of the purest motive, commissioned and sent by God, we speak his message in Christ, the Messiah, in the very sight and presence of God Come on, people. How many of what time, what portion of the day are we ever out of Christ or out of the sight or the very presence of God? Come on, you can answer. It's not a hard question. It's not A or B. We are in the sight. Listen to this. This is exciting, people. This, just get this into your spirit. Every day, it says, we are commissioned and sent by God. We speak his message in Christ, in the very sight and presence of God. I think that's good. Because we are in his sight, in his presence, all day. Because you can't escape his presence, can you? The psalmist said, if I go to the highest heights or the deepest depths, you are there, oh God. Big fish swallows you and takes you to the bottom of the ocean. And you start whining, and God's still there speaking, speaking to the big fish, saying, spew him out. (laughs) There's There's no escape from this, which is a good thing. I'm going to get on to the how for five minutes. Do you need to say anything? Are you all right? Okay. Listen, the how. How do we... I hope you're taking this on board, I really do, otherwise I'm, I don't want my words to fall onto deaf ears because this is so important. Earnestly desire, we've looked at that already, earnestly desire. 1 Corinthians 12, 31, earnestly desire and zealously cultivate, zealously cultivate. When was the last time you zealously cultivated the gift of being prophetic? Serious? When was the last time I zealously cultivated my spiritual ability to be prophetic? Val's a bit scared and a bit frightened. I, I guess there's some people in there's some people in here who would witness to that. Because we don't know him. And in this journey, the thrill of all this is not about just what we're doing. We get to know him. Holy Spirit. (laughs) It is, Nita. 
what a privilege and what an honour and what a, what a thrill to know the Holy Spirit. It says in the authorised version, covet earnestly spiritual gifts. Covet. You know, if you coveted anything in the Old Testament, you were stoned, weren't you? Thou shalt not covet your neighbour's ox or oxen. You shall not covet your neighbour's wife. You shall not covet. But in the New Testament, it says here, that's a strong word, people. Covet. I wish I could open my chest and go, boom. You know, because words are not enough, are they? I want to slap you all in love. <laughs> I do. I want to shake you and rattle you and roll you and say, come on, Tino, covet it. Covet it. Covet it. Because if we're namby-pamby, I'm telling you, it, in my opinion, it ain't going to happen. We have to get strong about this. We have to hunger and thirst after righteousness. It's about coveting this. If we don't covet it, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly sure we ain't gonna, it ain't going to happen. And the, and the results on the other side, if we could just see the results. Nita might share at one stage tonight or another night about what happened Sunday. The results are phenomenal. The fruit is phenomenal, people of God. The fruit is, is wonderful. The fruit of being a prophetic people is lives transformed, is the dead raised, is lepers healed, is the sick healed, is people delivered and people saved from eternal damnation. That's the fruit. There's the motivation to covet earnestly these best gifts. <laughs> you could do better. Amen. People of God, the results are eternal. The fruit is eternal. If we can, and I'm not putting anything heavy, no condemnation, no judging you. I'm just saying, I need to be serious about this business called the kingdom of God. And I need to, I need to book up. I need to switch my eagerly on and get it done. Hebrews 5.14 and I'm going to wind this up uh, this is I'm, I'm going to say something in a minute right turn to Hebrews 5 and I'll tell you Joe Walters uh, uh, some of you don't know Joe Walters but Joe rang I rang Joe Walters a couple of weeks a couple of months ago and he said I said what are you doing down in Derby he was one of the elders here if you don't know him the worship leader etc and, 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 and an all round good egg <laughs> and my mate and I said, what are you doing down in Derby? He said, oh, we've got this book we're going through. I've forgotten what the book's called. This was just after I left work. And he said, uh, we're going through this book. This prophet's written this book. And it's all about moving in the gifts, particularly prophecy. When I was in work, if somebody said something that, like that to me, I'd just go out and buy the book. Because I felt that was the, the leading of the Lord. But now I've finished work. And I was told I couldn't get it by somebody. I won't tell you who. We can't afford these books anymore. You just can't go out willy-nilly and buy books. But none of us are working anymore. So, anyway, I, I, I had a bit of a lip on me and um, sulked a little bit. No, I didn't. I went to God and I said, Lord, what about this book? He said, you don't need that book. Clear as anything. You don't need that book. You need three things, Jim, to move in the gifts. You need three things to move in the prophetic. Do you want to know what they are? Yes. You sure? Yes. <laughs> As clear as anything, he said, you need hunger, 
Obedience, humility. That's all he said. And I'm telling you, those three things are vital for moving in the prophetic. Vital, crucial. Hunger, hunger, obedience, humility. And that is a circle. That is a cycle. If we don't start with the hunger, what are we going to be obedient to? It's the hunger that brings the revelation. It's hunger. It doesn't always happen like that. Sometimes God just slaps people, doesn't he? But that's not the norm. It's through hunger and asking for this. It's for zealously desiring this. Hunger is absolutely vital. We don't hear sermons about hunger anymore. I've never heard anyone. Anyone? Anyway. I can't place this on you. I just can't say this enough, how serious this is. Cultivate a hunger. We're going to pray in a minute, right? If you don't know what to pray with your little group, pray for hunger. Please pray for hunger. Because without that hunger, you will not go through the opposition. You will not press through the comfort zone. You will not adventure. You will not take (coughs) risks. It will not happen. Probably won't happen. There comes the rub about being scared because you get hungry, the likelihood God's going to ask you to say something or do something. It comes the next phase, which is just as big. <laughs> obedience. Immediate. Woke you up, Jackie. Immediate obedience is the best obedience. And God is so gracious when you... I, we'll talk about Sundays maybe. It'll make it easier. You're in the meeting and God just gives you something and you think, Ooh, and your heart's like a cartoon heart, isn't it? And it's coming out this much like a big red thing. And you think, was that God? Well, is it going to do us good? Is it going to bring life? Is it scripturally sound? And then you, you decide what to do, don't you? How many people here have had something from God, not given it, and gone home and felt bad? That is an exercise, though. God is gracious asking someone else to do it. But that's an exercise for us to be obedient. That's an encouragement, isn't it? It's not like, well, I get it, and someone else. You can't relax in that, can you? Yeah, that's helped me think about it was the Lord. It's good, Val, isn't it? Yeah, it does encourage and it does. Because we need to be trained in this. We need to, and we'll get to the. Hebrews 5 in a minute, practice, we need to exercise. But that obedience is vital. If we back off and back off and back off and back off and we're never obedient, the likelihood is it will dull our hearing. It will dull our senses. So when the Lord says our work is to believe, if we work in the word and believe, then we will find it easier to be obedient. It, it does come easier, in my experience, but it doesn't come easy. No, no it's, we've all got to stand out in faith or step out in faith yeah. and do it. Yeah. But if we do our work to believe yeah. the way we should do, that's going to make a difference and a difference to our character, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And when you give it out and someone comes over to you and says, oh, do you know what, Jim? Whoops. 
That was spot on, that. Oh, that blessed me. <laughs> yes, I, I am. I don't know what God does without me, actually. And that's where humility, humility is vital. But when you've discharged, you've gone through the cycle of hunger, obedience and humility, you have to go back to hunger. It's a cycle and it's cyclic. I, this is how it works for me. I'm, I'm going to go to the testimony. I'm sorry to go on so long. Every Sunday I come to this fellowship, right? Well, okay, yeah. I, I, most times I come on a Sunday morning and I say, God, this is, my, this is how it works for me, right? I say, God, give me something for somebody today. I'm not going home unless I bless somebody. Ain't going to happen. That's how bold I am to my God, my Father. God, give me something for somebody. If it's through the mic, fine. If it's I sit next to somebody, doesn't matter to me. Just give me something. 100% of the time. 100% of the time. 100% of the time. Bar none. 100% of the time. If my heart is right, my attitude is, is good, he always gives me something. Always. And this is, this is a point. Some Sunday mornings, not so many, I have had a bad night... I'm having a pity party, can't be bothered. And I say, not today, God. <laughs> Honestly, how, how bad is that? Yeah. How, how relevant and truthful is that? How, how specifically scientific is that? That's how it is. Are you getting this? Yeah. Yeah. That's how it is. That's the science of it. I come every Sunday morning, I say, give me something boldly. And I tell God, I'm not going home until I've blessed somebody. I need something. I've got to have... It's a, it's a give me, give me, give me, give me something. 100% of the time. I used to come here on a Sunday night, when, 100 years ago. Honestly, this is how it worked for me. And I used to scan the fellowship like that. Stand at the back. I was always at the back. I'm scan. Give me someone to bless God. And this is how it worked for me. I'd see a real, little red light in their chest. That's how I'd see. And I'd go, no, that's the man. And I'd follow them. <laughs> I'd stalk them. <laughs> I'd either go and sit next to them, or I'd see where they were, or whatever. But I had something to discharge. I knew that I had something. It took practice. I've laid off that. I don't, I don't do it like that as much as that anymore. What I'm saying is I need to, to do this. I need to earnestly. Anyway, Hebrews 5.14 says this. Solid food is for full-grown men, for those whose senses and faculties are trained by practice to discriminate and distinguish between what is good and noble and what is evil and contrary. Who have their senses exercised, the AV. The word there is gumnazu, gumnazo, something like that. It's where we get the word gymnasium from. This is going to take exercise. Have you got your kit on? Have you got your trainees on? Yeah. Or have you got your comfy blanket and thinking, no, I'm just going to go Sunday or I'm going to go to the shops and I'm going to go. It's going to take us earnestly desiring this people of God. Okay. Woo. Has anybody got... Jim, could I just share that? Please, yeah. <coughs> just fitting really with all that you've been saying. 
Um, I only thought of this last bit, um, really since Sunday. But um, having my quiet time Sunday morning before I came to church, which I have to say I am finding very difficult at the moment coming to church on a Sunday morning, and or coming to church, and I'd said to God, God, I want you to give me something today that's really going to excite me. When was I last excited in you? That was it. Forgot all about it, of course, just because you say these things in your prayer, don't you? And you're adamant at the, t- at the time, really sincere, and then forgot all about it. Came to church, and worship was lovely. Looking forward to Tino's word, because we've had some excellent teaching, and you can feel this momentum building, and I want to be part of this momentum. So in that... Couldn't wait to hear what was going to be said. And, of course, it was Remembrance Sunday. Alan has ever did a you know, wonderful um, time for us um, with the minute si- two-minute silence. Uh, and then it was communion, so I was conscious of all that. But I had something from God. And I knew I had something from God. But, you know, you don't want to crush the word. You don't want to cut time. And, and then I thought, blow it. I'm going to go to Tino. If he says no, that's fine. When to Tino? I can't even remember. I, I knew I had... It was um, uh, it was choice, and I think I mentioned the cross, but I can't quite remember that, yeah, did I? Um, and then I went to the front, and I tell you, I hardly remember a word of what I said. I just knew that this was a, a powerful word from God, and it was about um, you could either stay in your sin... And and remember using the word unforgiveness, which hadn't touched my mind. I hadn't even (coughs) thought of that. That just sort of came out. You know, sometimes you hear somebody speaking or prophesying, and it's like they add a little bit in that you know wasn't really there, and you know it's the word of God. And gave out this word, uh, and I think at the end I just said, it's your choice, and everything can be nailed to the cross. And I went and sat down. That was that. In the TQ. And somebody next to me said, could I have a word with you, please? And I said, certainly. Just had to take Dorian a cup of tea. Took that over, came back um, and spoke to this person. And if I tell you, and I can't share the full part of it because it's theirs to tell. But if I tell you, I saw the awesome power of God in this church on Sunday morning that I haven't seen for 39 years. I have never seen God move in any place, meetings I've been to, Uganda, (coughs) China, America. I have never seen God move in, in in the power, the awesome power of setting somebody free like he did here. Sunday morning. Let's be encouraged. You know, take this word on board that we're being given. I didn't have a clue to any of that when I I was in bed Sunday morning saying, God, give me something that excites me. It was only days after that I thought, God, you did. It, it, I, all I can say is, I, after it had happened on Sunday, I am in such awe of God because I had nothing to do with it. It was nothing to do with me. This person's heart had already been moved on by the power of the Spirit to the glory of God and had changed their life. Blessed be the name of the Lord.
something that really struck me with what you said there was that you asked for permission to share. Now, we know that Tina's got a gift of prophecy. And in 1 Corinthians 14.32, and then also in verse 29, it says that the spirits of prophets are subject to other prophets, and that prophets, you know, judge the prophecy of other prophets. So, you know, for some people that might be afraid to share, there is a safety net. We're talking about this being a safe place. Well, the safe place can also be Sunday morning. So if you think that there's something that's burdening you, that you believe is of God and so on, and sometimes we all make mistakes, you know, there is a safety net in, in a good practice to be able to go to someone like Tino, someone, you know, who's an eldership, someone who's running that service or whatever, and say, can I share this? Because what's going to happen, you know, if you do have something from God and you don't share it, either people are going to miss out or like Esther, someone else is going to get raised up to say it anyway. But that could be you exercising your gifts, exercising the labor of faith. You know, reaching out to, to, to connect with God and have God flow through you to bless somebody, as you were talking about. And, you know, there is that safety net. So it is a frightening thing. I mean, it's like people don't view me as being shy or kind of like unable to communicate. But there are times in the morning, you know, when I hold back and I'm pounding, you know, and I'm thinking, should I say this? Is it just for me? Is it for other people? You know, and so on. But something I've done in lots of the churches, I've gone to... You know, the elders, you know, I've gone to the person overseeing in the authority of that meeting, asking, can I share? Sometimes maybe they'll just be very short of time and they have to say no. Sometimes it's because it doesn't fit in the flow, perhaps, or whatever. But it's much better that in some ways for people that are timid, but also people that don't just rush forward with all the enthusiasm you were talking about before. And we can make mistakes like that. And then suddenly just like kill the mood of the meeting or redirect the meeting in a place it wasn't really meant to go because we just rushed to the mic straight away out the front. And so it's a self-discipline in prophecy of, of operating. And it is subject to the other prophets to be able to weigh and test these things. But it's great to do it one-to-one before you just rush up in front of hundreds of people and maybe make a fool of yourself, you know. So, it, you know, but it's an opportunity for people who aren't, you know, confident and bold to go and share because that's your safety net. They can yeah. say no and you haven't <clears throat> embarrassed yourself or perhaps it just wasn't the right time or perhaps it was a word for individually for someone else. And they can then give guidance, because if you have something that you really feel needs to be shared and they say, yeah, I think that is from God, but it's maybe not for this morning or it's not right now for everybody. But, you know, it might even be for them. You have a burning thing to go share in front of the whole church. You go to somebody, you know, you know an oversight with prophecy. It's like, wow, that was for me. You know, I mean, we, we can't imagine how God might do some of this, you know, and it is exciting. It really is. Yeah. Thank you. Just, um, just to, to, to back up what Justin said there, you know, if, I, if I'm leading a meeting... You know, I want there to be total freedom for people to actually hear from God and move as they feel led. But uh, I'm also responsible for um, ensuring that where possible, the Holy Spirit can do what he wants to do. And so the safety net is that, you know, there is a flow in a meeting. You know what, what that flow is. You know, God starts speaking over here and then somebody will add something that, that goes in that same direction and so on and so forth. And so if a word comes in and it's perhaps not in that flow, then it's only good and right to say maybe that's for another time. Because what we forget is that there's different types of prophetic utterances, but um, something that's prophetic for the church is of an eternal nature. It's not time-bound. Words of knowledge, they're time-bound. So, so-and-so over there with a the dodgy knee, I need to pray for you. That's a time-bound thing, because when they've gone, they've gone. Words of wisdom, you know, there's somebody here who's got, got, a, got a meeting that they're going to on Monday morning. You know what? That's time bound. 
But there are things that are words for the church that are eternal in nature. And you can pause on it. And it will be as relevant next week as it is right now. Because it's of an eternal nature. And they're the ones that, you know, if, if you came to me and said, I've got a word from God and this is what it's about. That's the, that's the judgment call that I'm making. I'm asking God, is this for now? Is this going to keep? Is this in keeping with the flow? And if, if I get a yes, you go. And if I get a no, then it'll be, I'm sorry, let's wait a week on that. Let's, let's pray about that. Let's, let's pause and see whether it's still there in a week. To, and if, if, from, if it's from God, it will be. It will still be there because it will still be as relevant next week as it is now. Yeah? So we're going to split up now. You know, this is not about Sundays. Go on. answer that you know yeah well, well i would say that, that that anybody that's in eldership within the church um i don't know, you know who that is, okay well uh, so so there's, there's obviously pastor rob myself uh peter bentley is another one and dave courtney is is the other elder uh and then whoever we've asked to lead that particular meeting as well uh will be somebody that you can go to so any, anybody like that is absolutely fine but you know um but also people that you know and trust that hear from God, you can go to them and say, you know, what are you hearing when I say this? Is, is, you know, is this from God or not? And they will give you a good idea. But the safety net should be that you come to whoever's leading the meeting or to, to somebody in recognised authority, I would say. You know, obviously, if you're in a small group, yes. don't go ringing me up and okay. saying, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that again, there will be a, a delegated authority even within the small group. But this is about finding your voice in the freedom of the Holy Spirit. It's not about constraining, but it is about learning to discern and bring what God is, what is giving to you in humility. You know, and I think that one of the traps that we fall into, I fell into this when I was a young Christian, is I like the sound of my own voice. So I was, you know, I was, I was, you know, I want to give me something, God, give me something, God, and. I just went for it without that that character development that taught me a little bit of humility in this. Yeah. Um, and we're going to get onto this kind of stuff. Yeah, we will. In, in the weeks, but. But I think first love sometimes sends you that way as well. At first first time you fall in love and you get saved, you, yeah. you just yeah. loved up. <laughs> 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 I, I heard this the hell of my family. Oh. speak to me for weeks, daughter was in a cult. <laughs> but you know, this this is this is this is easy. you've got to practice this if I get somebody on my heart I ring them I phone them I send a card I'll go and say how are you I do that every single time now 100% of the time whereas I've I've had so many experiences where someone's been on my heart and I've thought yeah I wonder how they're doing (whistles) missed an opportunity and I found on later on that that week they were up the wall having a bad time. There is so much of this that is just not Sunday morning yeah. under the guise of yeah. thus says the Lord, I believe God's saying. It's loving people in the spirit because God wants to send you to your workmates, to your neighbours, to your brothers and sisters just with this, these loving things that can crack open safes that have been locked for decades. Simple keys, people. That's being prophetic. It's not just, thus says the Lord, or raising the dead, which we all want to, I do. 
but it's those little subtle things that are just as important. What we're going to do now before we get late is break up into groups of three, four, however many you're comfortable and intimate with. I want us to pray. And one of the things that I feel we should pray for is this hunger to, to give us, God give us an appetite. Because, you know, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, lady, practice. You know, you, sometimes in my job, when people had a stroke, they would lose their appetite. And sometimes your appetite needs to be uh, stirred up by eating little and often or your favourite food. You know, we've all got people. Pauline McGrory goes to see her neighbour. And, and she's, you don't mind me saying. She said the other day, after I preached about latent or blatant, it stirred her up to be more blatant. And she is, with her neighbour, got that prophetic voice. So it's not always church. And we've all got circumstances and people where we just settle ourselves and say, God, how can I bless this person? How can I bless Margie Gilly? How can I bless Jean and Charlie Green? How can I do these things? And the Holy Spirit is as keen as mustard to give us things to do and say. That's prophecy. That, anyway... Onwards and upwards. Let's break up into groups and pray. If you get anything from the Lord, we'll come back at nine o'clock and we'll share it. Is that all right? So we want to finish on time, so be about it.